Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. Today we're in 1 Peter chapter 1. And before we get started, let's open up with a word of prayer. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the many blessings. I lift up this reading to you, and I just pray that it would be your words that we hear, that it would be your message, that anything that I have in it would be removed and simply be your message for each of us. We love you, Father, and we just pray that your Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, would fill us with true understanding, that we would be in awe of you and our understanding of you would grow exponentially, and therefore our love and our actions would demonstrate that. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're in chapter 1. Let's go ahead and get started. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered throughout the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Benthia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. I love that. I want grace and peace in abundance. I need it. Verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he gave us new birth, into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. So, I think it's amazing. I have an inheritance in heaven. That means I'm a member of the family of God, and yet I'm just a lowly sinner. It just amazes me and fills me with such awe, because I don't understand. You know, I don't fully get why God would redeem me and and invite me into His family, but I'm grateful for it. Verse six: In all this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even through, though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Christ Jesus is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances of which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told, been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. So he's basically saying the prophets didn't even know 
but they were preaching and they were speaking prophetic messages to you and me. Verse 13, be holy. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires that you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy because I am holy. Since you call on a father who judges each each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. So spend our time on earth in a way that would make our actions for the father be, be great. For you know that it is not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors. But with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, you raised him from the dead who raised him from the dead, and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living, enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers, and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the the word that was preached to you. So there's a lot there to unpack, right? The part that strikes me and just tells me is be holy, right? Starting in verse 13, therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Be holy because I am holy. That to me is really is the crux of the message. But let's hear what Tozer has to say when he talks about verse 13. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when, Christ, when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. He says, the spirit of the prophet is always subject to the prophet. When the spirit of God moves into a man's heart, he will never make a fool out of him. He will make the the man happy, but he will never make him silly. He may make him sad with the woe and the weight of the world's grief, but he will never let him become a gloomy cynic. The Holy Spirit will make him warm-hearted and responsive, but he will never cause him to do things of which he will be ashamed later. Peter was not promoting or predicting a cold and lifeless and formal spirituality in the Christian church when he advised believers to gird up their loins of their minds and be sober. He was saying to the early Christians, as he hopes to say to us now, Brethren, if ever there was an hour when when we needed to be serious about our Christian faith, this is the hour. So the reality is we need to be serious about our faith, right? Be holy because I am holy. Be sober, be of sober mind, be on the watch, be on the lookout, because there's a lot going on today. 
And these words are as relevant today as they were when Peter wrote them almost 2,000 years ago. So with that, I'm going to go and just close with a quick word of prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I just pray that you would be the one that talks. That'd be your words, be your mind, and your message. I pray that as we go through Peter, that you would be honored and glorified, that we would hear what we need to hear, and that your message would be what we focus on, that we would take it to heart, and that we would do your will to bring you glory and honor. Strengthen us where we're weak and help us to understand where we're simple. I thank you, Father, for all you've done. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.